What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Gaming with the Bros Cast, episode 145. My name is Harrison. I am joined by my brother Nick, as always, as he uh, pretends to <laughs> talk like me. Um, <laughs> happy Halloween, oh, everyone. Was... Oh, happy oh, Halloween. Spooky. Spooky. Or happy, or happy holidays. Yeah, or yeah, I, I have officially put up my Christmas stuff. Uh, almost, I yeah, started it. Good. Yeah, so I want I wanted to start extra early this year. Usually, I, I wait I wait like the week or like the yeah the week after Thanksgiving. But you know what? Hey man, you do you. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. So got my got my blow up Santa going. Got some lights on the tree. Uh, still got my giant spider on my roof, but you know who cares? I might you I might should keep like put a, put a Santa hat on it. Or <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, a giant Santa hat on them. But yeah, we got a bunch of games to talk about. It's we're in we're in that season right now. Just games are everywhere. Like almost too much games to play. I feel like honestly at, at the moment. Um, but before we dive into that and, and the news, uh, Nick, how was uh how was your week? How's your how's your house doing? Are you are you still unboxing? Are you still rearranging? <laughs> That's what I was doing right before this. I. We got some shelves at IKEA this weekend. Classic. And I was putting, I put those together yesterday, and we learned that the floor is kind of uneven, just like in this one spot. So it caused, like we like we like, there are three shelves, and we placed them right next to each other, and you could tell there was like a a gap between between them. Like in like where your new flooring is. No, it's 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 downstairs. Oh, so it's gotcha. Still flooring. Um, <clears throat> But what I did is I got some, you know, like like the double sided screw and actually screwed the shelves together. Okay. Uh, so I was doing that before this before this podcast, and then put the put the last thing together that that I have. Cool. And that's pretty much it. And then it's just unboxing some more stuff, figuring out how I want to lay out the office. I got to get the couch upstairs. Got to put some more shelves up, but we're getting there. Has there been any any stuff that you have either when you were packing or unpacked that you're like, yeah, I really don't need this? Yeah. Okay. I've thrown some stuff away. I was like, why did I pack this? Why did I bring this to another place just to just to throw it away? And then, like, of course, like our parents brought me like a bunch of stuff for my room, which or for my room at their house, which obviously I, I haven't needed yeah. in eight years. They just, they just want to get rid of it. They just want it out of the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I went through that, and I narrowed down three boxes to one box, which is which which felt good. Uh, but I could I could definitely narrow it down some more. But uh-huh. I did have one scare this weekend, and I, I told you about it. Yes, yes. But that is very scary. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell the viewers, so... I guess uh, <laughs> if you if you don't eye, like eye situations, uh, just mute or yeah, mute us for like yeah. thirty seconds. <laughs> so I was caulking or I was decalking the shower. Okay, yeah. To, to you know to put new caulk in, which which we still haven't done yet. But we decalked we're decalking the shower. So I was using a an exacto blade to you know to to cut it out, and it's one of those exacto blades where once one part of the edge gets dull, you can break off 
a piece of it and then you can just like continue with the rest of the blade it's not just like a singular razor blade it's like one of those long one of those long blades that that detracts from from the mechanism yeah probably not the best one to use for 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 caulking yeah. thing or you know uncaulking decaulking whatever <laughs> so i was i was going on a downward motion to to get some caulk out and i was kind of like i wasn't close to it but i was like i was like above it and i went down too hard i hit the ceramic and something flew into my eye and I was like, oh, you know, like a, like a piece of debris flew in my eye. And Alicia was like, I think it's the, I think it was the tip of the razor. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, no, like, like stop. Like you're, <laughs> you're freaking me out. I don't think it was that. So like I go to the mirror, I look at my eye, everything looks fine. I, I assumed that I had like blinked it out and I started to get back to it. And then I felt it again. I was like, oh shit. So I went to the mirror and I like peeled my eyelid down a little bit Ugh. and saw saw something shiny. And I was like, that's probably just like an eye booger or something. Like I was still in denial. <laughs> and like, kind of, no like blinked it. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like blinked it upwards and you know, it went up like to the middle of my eye, like up near my my retina. And I just took my finger and I just like kind of like you know, just kind of flipped yeah. it out. And then I looked at it. And I was like, shit. That, that was a piece of the razor blade that had oh my landed God. in my eye. Here, I have, I have a picture. Oh, do you? Yeah. I mean, I've got to take a picture of it. That's the tip of my finger for scale, but... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, luckily, luckily, it landed flush against my eyeball, and it, yeah. didn't, you know, it didn't pierce it. So, that, that, that way, it could have, like... Because it was flush, it, it kind of moved around like any other piece of debris yeah. in your eye. Ugh. But yeah, then I then I proceeded to Google like, can you get infected by having a piece of metal in your eye? And of course, like nothing was helpful because it all said yeah. Like, no one, well, like no one gets a piece of metal in their eye where like it doesn't pierce their eye. Yeah, like this just happened. Oh, you know, it landed in my eye. It it, it alley ooped into my eyeball. <laughs> Whereas like all the other searches were like, if you get shrapnel in your eye go to a doctor immediately and i was like that just doesn't help this, this is nothing yeah yeah so my it's fine eyes fine it's been a few days and you know as i've learned through your experience if if something bad happens to your eye you'll know right away and yeah. it should heal pretty quickly and when it doesn't that's when you should go get it checked out so i was i was keeping your your experience in mind yeah i almost lost my my sight in my left eyeball that was yeah super scary um was it like four years ago five yeah, years ago uh, it was 2019 when it happened yeah 2019 yeah sh sh hey share the story to the class let, let yeah, us know so i guess to continue on with the eyeball talk um i was i just got off work and i was cutting grass and i, I was wearing like sunglasses which i you know i always do when i'm cutting grass and weed eating and stuff um just to you know to be safe and then you know, I got some in my eye, and I just, you know, I thought it was, like, debris. Or actually, no, I, don't, I didn't even get anything in my eye. I, you know, later on that night, my eye was kind of bothering me. So I figured, hey, you know, it's probably the, the grass clippings, you know, that stuff got, you know, whatever. So I took them out. Yeah. And then... Took your, your contacts out? Took, the, took my contacts out, and then kind of went to bed and woke up. And, like, my eye was just really, really hurting. And I just thought, well, oh, gosh, maybe there's just something in there. So I 
the next morning I get up, I, I put my contacts in, like I, I start driving to work, like in my eyes killing me. Like, I, I don't know how I made it to work safe. Um, but then I had my dad come pick me up after I got there about 10 minutes. Cause it was just like unbearable pain. Yeah. And I just go to my normal, like eye doctor and he, you know, he gives me like these, these medical contact lens that you put over your eyeball. Um, and then like later on around like five or six, like I was in like excruciating pain. Like if you'd never had like eye pain, like it's one of the worst like pains ever. Um, and like I, we go back there, like he comes after hours and he's, you know, he's looking at it. He's like, all right. He's like, I, he's like, I I don't like the way this looks or something. And when your eye doctor says that, like it kind (laughs) of scares you. So he's like, you know, here's some drops, like go to like a, you know, a, a, know like a, a specialist a specialist or whatever i guess and long story short it turns out i had a fungus in my eye which the common is usually like a i think it like a virus or something in your eyeball but you know it was yeah. a fungus and i had to get like this 300 droplets um to put in my eye and like that that night that i went like i could not see out of my eyeball it was bad like it was yeah really bad like i woke britney up i was like i can't i can't see <laughs> she's like it's just, you, you know we'll just have to see what happens <laughs> then it and luckily like by the next day it felt so much better after i got the drops but yeah it was, it was scary i missed like a week of work it was, yeah but god did they did they tell you that like there was a chance that you could lose vision i think we eye? got it like really quickly um but there was like it ended up being like very minor scarring on my eye and like uh-huh. i can if I pay close enough attention, I could tell that my left eye has like a little less clarity, like as far as like vision goes. Like when I'm just when I've got both eyes open, I'm looking. I can't tell, but if I close my right eye, I can see that it's a little less worse, you know, than my than my right. So, but and that's something that contacts cannot fix. No, it's like a permanent scar. They they were thinking that if if the scarring was really bad, they were gonna have to go in with like a laser and trim off. You know, like LASIK or something like that. Yeah. Um, but luckily I didn't have to do that. So yeah, it was a little scary. Uh, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember going over to see you and it, it was just like pitch black in the room and you were just so out of it. Like, yeah, I could tell dude, you were just in so much pain. Yeah. It was, it was rough. It was a, it was a rough like week really. Um, to, to, like it's still like so when I get up in the morning and like I'm just kind of still in bed but like looking on my phone like I still like close my left eyeball um just out of habit I, and I don't know why because it was only like a week but yeah I still do that sometimes so yeah that's so weird anyways um to get away from like the the nasty <laughs> eyeball stories um you know I had like a typical typical week you know we we uh, we did have a funeral we went to on Sunday. Um, that was a, a nice mm-hmm. service. And then on uh, Monday was yesterday was Halloween. We took the kids over to my parents' house and did a little trick or treating. That was a good time. Well, little treating. Did you did you eat any candy? Did you get any candy? Uh, I had a couple pieces. I'm not a I'm not a big candy guy. Um, but I had a couple. I, I, had, a, I had a Reese's. I had a Starburst. Yeah. You're crazy. What? You're a madman. <laughs> a Starburst? A, a Reese's? Star- a Reese's? A Reese's Pieces? But I, I am more of like a... If I have to a pick a candy... No, I'm, I'm more of like a... If, if I have to pick a candy, I prefer like Skittles or 
Starburst or something like that. I'm not I'm not a big chocolate person. The, the fruitier, yeah, the fruitier flavors. I, I would say I'm the same, except I, I love Crunch Bars for some reason. You do. You've always loved Crunch Bars. Yeah, and Alicia's like, why do you like? Why do you like them? Like, there's so many other chocolate <laughs> bars that are better than that. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I would I agree like with this, that. <laughs> I, I think I think that's true, but it's just it, it's it, you know what it is a Crunch Bar. It's it's straight up. It's a crunch. It's just straight crunch up. Bar. It's crunch bar. It's a bar of crunch. It's a crunch bar. Yeah. Baka crunch. That's what you get. It's in the name. It's yeah. not it's not Snickers where there's like, oh, there's a caramel hidden inside there and it might, you know, leak out and, you know, get in your tongue or something. It's like <laughs> it's chocolate. Yeah. It's a crunch bar. But yeah. But yeah, I understand we, I, I'm in the minority. So <laughs> I mean it's a, it's a it's a solid bar. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be my go to my go to chocolate bar, but you know, if someone's like, "Here, do you want a crunch bar?" I'm like, yeah, like, sure, I'll, I'll take a little crunch. I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna say no to a crunch crunchy. Bar. Yeah, a little crunch, crunch. Uh, but yeah, and then we ended up, we ended up um, after we got back, um, we we just laid in bed and watched some uh, some Halloween uh, Halloween wars over on the Food Network. Oh, nice. You know, to end off to to end the Halloween. So, yeah, it was oh, it was yeah. a good week. It was a good good week. It was a good Halloween. Uh, I think I think next year we're going to go to my parents' old neighborhood um, to experience okay. how crazy that is because their their neighborhood now like it's so tame. Like we maybe we maybe saw like 20, 20 kids out there trick or treating. Um, I think it's more spread out. Yeah, it's a lot more spread out. I think it's just a lot of older people too in that neighborhood. So I, I want to take them to the to the to the old one and, and witness the the craziness that is that that neighborhood. There's like five hundred kids walking around. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, it was wild back then. Yeah. Like just, just kids just covering the streets. Crazy kids. Ants. Um, we watched Barbarian. Oh, how night. was that? It was really good. It, it, it wasn't like as scary as I thought it was going to be. Um, but I, I really liked the story and like, I, I liked everything about it. Like I thought it was super tense and it's one of those movies where like, where you see, you see the monster like like halfway through and then you just like continuously see it through the rest of the movie. So okay. like that shock value goes down a lot, which yeah. you know, some people like, some people don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... It, it makes sense in the context of the story, like yeah. why you see them. And I don't know. I, I'd give it a watch. It's on, it's on HBO max. Okay. So you can effectively watch it for free. Sweet. Yeah. I've got HBO but, max. Nice, sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's okay. pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was kind of wanting to watch a horror movie, but by the time I got like in bed, it was like already eleven, and I was. And that'd for... be too scary. Yeah, too scary. Too scary. Too scary. That way. I, was, I was pretty, pretty, pretty tuckered out. So. Yeah, we were we were heavily debating it because it was raining pretty hard right when we were going to start the movie. Yeah. So Alicia, <laughs> she she looked up the entire synopsis of the movie before we started. Oh so my she gosh. knew everything that happened. Why? Like, it's, it's, it's easier if I know. It's like, it's less stressful. I guess. <laughs> and I was like, don't tell me anything and I don't want you to give it away on your face either. Yeah. When there's, when something's oh, about to happen. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> All right. You want to dive into yeah. some games we've been playing? Yeah, let's do it. Nick, tell me, tell me your thoughts. You finished a play tale. Tell me, tell me how you, how you liked it compared to the first. I'm tell one. you a little, little tale. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really liked it. I I thought it was a marginal improvement over the first one in terms of the 
the gameplay itself, but the story was just, it was so gripping. Yeah. And I, the people who played Amicia and, and Hugo and really every other character, like they did such a phenomenal job of like portraying just the desperation. Yeah. Of, of everything they went through in that entire game, which like, so much. it's one of those games where nothing ever goes right. Everything is constantly going wrong. There's there's no moment of reprieve where you're like, okay, I can rest and you know, look at look at a beautiful vista for an hour. It's like, okay, you can get this vista for about twenty seconds. Yeah. And then a million rats are gonna come in. Yeah, it's and, like a, and tear it all you up. Walk, you walk through like this bustling town and then the next time, like five minutes later, you walk back through there, everybody's gone, and you're like, What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's one of those games like it's super like super depressing in that sense where you know no no one's ever happy. It's never a it's never a happy moment. Like they they're, they're like tiny moments of of joy and and conversation between between characters but yeah. Yeah, like everyone is just constantly berating Amicia for killing people. And constantly like she yeah it's like she that's one that's two that's two like what what else is she gonna do <laughs> like like honestly like and, and you know kudos to anybody who who played through the entire game without without killing anybody unnecessarily yeah because there are there are some places where you have to but yeah i mean i yeah for the, like, like, for the most part like i was pretty try to remain pretty stealthy um but I mean, yeah. Sometimes you just kind of you're forced to, you know, make to to have to kill somebody to get them out of the way. Yeah, I, I will say the the mob battles are definitely the weakest part yes. of the game, and they yes. throw a lot of those at you towards the end. Yeah, like within like the last hour, I think you probably do two or three of yeah. like those mob battles where you use your crossbow. You only have like two or three bolts. And then you have to just run around, scavenge materials, and like Amicia isn't that fast. Yeah, and it's just hard. It's hard to know where everybody is around you. Yeah, so at there, that point, there, you you're, there may before. be like two armored enemies that you have to like throw smoke at them, and then you have to you know go to their back and like hit like a part with your slingshot to like knock off the armor, and then you can like mm-hmm. set them on fire. So, um, I mean, it's it's interesting combat, but yeah, like you said, when there's those two enemies plus like a, a uh, an enemy with um crossbow and then someone walking up to you with like their sword like it it could be a lot and overwhelming like i probably like that last mob fight i mean i probably died like seven times on that thing just trying to yeah the fit, one like, yeah 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 and so yeah th- those are definitely the weakest part um and like the regular boss there's like a couple boss fights like I guess minor minor spoilers. There's like a random boss fight you come through with like someone's got like a giant hawk that's throwing it at you, and it's just like it's so weird and so random. Oh yeah, and you just have to like, and then you never see it. Again. You never see it again, so it's like it's weird. It kind of it's it feels out of place, but I, I never die by it, so I, I don't know. Like the I d- I died once or twice. Okay, so did you get like your like face ripped off or something? Yeah, <laughs> nice. pretty much. Um, so yeah, like the, the boss fights are definitely the weakest part of the game, but I mean, everything else is just pretty engrossing with the story and mm-hmm. just anytime like the rats are on screen, it's just, it's always, it's, it's, I love it. Yeah, it's super, super tense. We need to do a spoiler cast for this 
and Xenoblade 3. Yeah. I was thinking, um, like, maybe recording in, like, a couple weeks and, like, maybe... Because I don't know if we're going to do a podcast, like, on the week of Thanksgiving. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll put them up then. I'll put them up then or something like that. So we'll, we'll figure a day out to record those. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very... I mean, again, I compared it to, like, something like, you know, The Last of Us, where it's just, like you said, like, very minor moments of, like, bliss. But the, the whole game is just dread after dread and just a bum sauce of a you know of a story like yeah so <laughs> yeah i'm excited to talk to talk about the ending yeah and kind of talk about those those final moments because they were, they were really powerful yeah but yeah give this game a shot like de- i mean definitely play the first one first yeah yeah definitely play innocence that i mean that one's like 10 hours this one was probably 15 or yeah, so yeah i think i did it like on 16 or 17 hours something like that Okay, so like a little bit longer than the first game. Yeah. Yeah, but I I never felt like any of the areas were were too long. I think the chapters were split up nicely. Um yeah, the pacing was really good. The the voice actors were great. I mean, I had like I have three separate occasions, or, sorry, two separate occasions where I, where I ran into progress breaking glitches and it was due to me moving ahead farther than the game wanted me to move ahead mm, okay so it was like oh there, there's a moment where the guy you're with gets stuck down in a place and you have to navigate him out the guy with the, the big shield yeah and instead of like lighting a fire behind him i went ahead and like you know just kind of just searching around Mm. and because i did that it caused him to glitch out caused me to glitch out like i like my character froze and when i tried to reload it, it it still was glitching oh weird so i had to like completely restart the game so that happened like twice maybe three times so that was a little frustrating but other than that like game it ran great the the grat like it's it's one of the prettiest games i've played yeah it's amazing looking yeah yeah yeah, yeah really highly, really. highly recommend like if you can mm-hmm. uh, i know the first one isn't on game pass anymore but um def- yeah if you can find out find a copy of that play it first and then definitely check out this because it's yeah it's it's great it's great it's really good um I guess I'll talk about Resident Evil. I, I got the, the DLC, yeah. um, played through the Shadow of Rose campaign and finished it. Um, it's super short. It's like two and a half hours. Um, oh. I really wish they would have released this last year. Um, not not that it's it was hard to go back to Resident Evil Eight, mm-hmm. but like the like so the, like the Shadow of Rose DLC is is only in third person. Um, they don't have like a first person option, so. It doesn't feel as smooth of, of gameplay like Resident Evil 2 and 3 were. Um, it feels a little bit stiffer, and it doesn't feel, like, great. Um, that I mean, what that being said, like, and it also, like, story-wise, it doesn't add anything, really, to, like, Resident Evil's story at all. Like, it kind of, like, the ending of, it takes place before... Like Rose goes to Ethan's gravesite, 
spoilers for Resident Evil, sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, before you go, before she goes to the, like, at the very end of the game, where she goes to the gravesite, and then, you know, um, that agent's, like, Evelyn, and then he's, she's like, no, whatever, at the very end. So, like, it takes place before yeah. that part. Um, and the whole premise of it is she doesn't want her power, she's trying to get rid of them, um, and she has to go into the, they have, like, a little sample of, like, the, the metamycete that they have, and she, like, goes into it, like, kind of projects herself into it, and, and that, that's the world that she in. So that, that's how you go back to, like, the castle and stuff. Okay. Um, so you, so you, got, you, you go back to three different areas of the game. Um, so there really isn't any new areas, necessarily. There are, there are aspects um, of the game that are a little bit different. Um, but that being said, like the, the puzzles and stuff are really cool. Like there's like this, this doll puzzle you do, um, that that's really fun. Uh, that takes place in, um, what was the second part you go to? House Benevieto. Yeah, that one. Um, you, you go back there, which when you do, I was like, Oh gosh, cause that, that was definitely the creepiest part of uh, yeah. that game. And it was the creepiest part of this DLC. Um, there is there is combat in and, and again in the, in the house part there actually isn't any combat either which is which is kind of cool, um, but you start back at the, in the castle and, and you you go through like that with the the merchant guy is kind of like the bad of the area, um, and that's that's all in like the trailers and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. so there's like zombie enemies that are kind of like reminiscent of like the mold, which I mean I know it's still the mold, but like the mold enemies from like Ari Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, and they 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 just take up they take up so much bullets like they are very spongy, um, and I think the game wants you to like run past them for for most of the part because you do get like a like a ice ability or like a freeze ability, um, and again that's in, that's in the trailer, um, and you and you freeze the enemies and they'll they'll stay stunned for like five seconds and then you can kind of run around them. But again, like the running isn't super quick, the the movement doesn't feel super great. Um, so I liked it, but again, like it didn't add anything to the story that I thought, um, I mean, there, there is like one major moment, like at the very end where you, which was cool. But other than that, like not much was added to the story. It, I don't know. It almost felt like it wasn't really necessarily needed. I mean, it was cool to go back to Resident Evil Village, but I would have rather, I mean, I'm glad I have it, but but yeah, I'd obviously rather have a new game. But um, yeah, just, I think just the movement itself was like the main part I didn't like. It just it just didn't feel quite right, and they and they like they nailed yeah. like two and three's controls and stuff. So yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer because I don't know games games where you're like entering the mind of something or you're like projecting into something else. Like, yeah, it, it never really feels like you're making any progress or are you like moving the story along? Yeah. Especially in this, in this situation where like, okay, you're really not learning any more about the winter's family. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like, so it's kind of a bummer. I, I still want to play it. You said it's, you said it's what two and a half hours. Yeah. I finished like right at the two and a half hour mark. And like people were saying like, this is like the end of the winter saga, but like, again, like it ends with Rose, like, working with, like, like still working with Chris and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know where they're going to take it from there because, I mean, she does have those abilities, so she could be useful in, the, like, future games. I have no idea. Um, 
But that, said, I mean, there, that being said, there is some really cool moments in, like, the DLC. Um, I think, like, the, the castle part is, is cool. Like, that's more of, like, the traditional Resident Evil. Like, there's, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to collect these three masks to put on the statue so you can unlock this thing that you want. Nice. Um, but when you, when you get to, like, the house, the Bien Viento or whatever, like, that's the part that really shines, like, the first half of it. Um, in the second half, like, you're playing hide-and-seek with these dolls, and if they catch you, like, it's an instant kill, just about. Um, you do okay. get, like, two hits, and then they, and then you'll die. Um, but, like, as soon as they see you, they, they, they immediately get you. Um, but there's one really creepy, like, really, like, kind of terrifying part in, like, the first half of that, that, uh, the house of, going back to the house, um, where you're, you have to, you you again have to get like the um, the fuse for the elevator. Of course. So I, I thought you know I thought the baby was going to come back or something like that, but it was, it was something completely different, and it was uh, kind of surprised me a lot, like how how creepy it was. Um, so that that was kind of like the highlight of the DLC for me. But uh, I mean, yeah, I, I you know it's twenty bucks. Um, you know, I haven't tried like the third person and in, 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 in the main campaign yet. I don't know if I'm even going to try it because like how, like, stiff the the Rose DLC felt. And then yeah. I tried the Mercenaries, and, like, you, you don't get um, Lady Dimitrescu or uh, Heisenberg right away. You have to unlock it, which I thought was kind of lame. Like, you have to, like, I think at least get A on, like, one of, on, like, one of the levels or something like that, which, is, which isn't super hard, but I really wanted to play as one of them, and, you yeah. know, I don't know if I want to do another run through one of Don't the new levels. Climb. Yeah, you know, so... You know, kind of a bummer. You know, I didn't expect much of this DLC, but... Um, yeah, still, still kind of a bummer. Because Village was, was so good. Yeah, that... that but it's two I mean, hours. I figured... like it's two hours. Like, it's it's not a huge investment. Yeah, I, I figured as much. Like, it, it's a DLC. Like, they're, they're, DLCs are just never as good. No. As as the main game, and especially for, for Resident Evil, um, but they, they just kind of like hyped up, hyped this up so much. Like they announced it, or they announced that they were working on DLC last summer. Yeah, like summer of twenty twenty one. So it's been a while. Yeah. Like I feel like they could have just put their efforts into a new game, and and they probably are. But yeah, I mean they they cranked yeah. it out pretty quick after they. I mean they they like they really just use. I mean, it's all the same exact assets. Like, there's, yeah. you know, there's like maybe one spot, two spots that are like different, or like that weren't in like the original game, um, and that's that's really it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably probably the biggest effort was the the third person mode. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're itching to go back to Village to play play through that again, I mean, I I, I beat that game like five times, so like I got my fill for that game but um yeah i mean if, if you liked it you know it's 20 bucks or whatever um if you haven't played it at all i mean get get the gold get edition it. you know get everything it's like, i think it's like 50 bucks but um yeah it's a little bit of a letdown but you know i give it like a six or seven you know if out of ten if okay. i had to if i had to rate it so, okay i'd say it's i'd say it's worth playing through if you you know if you like i mean if you yeah. if you really I got you. Um, I 
I, I picked up Bayonetta 3, obviously. I got, like, the Masquerade Edition, which is beautiful, by the way. Um, it's so cool looking. Um, I've got... I did pick up um, Mario and Rabbids as well, um, but I haven't even, like, broke the seal on it. I just I had a lot of time yeah. this weekend to play anything. Um, so I've played maybe, like, the first opening part of that game uh mm-hmm. not even like maybe maybe 30 minutes of, of bayonetta it's it's bayonetta it's it's a it's it's it over the wild. top crazy um i you know if you didn't know that the voice act voice actor was replaced you you really couldn't tell um yeah it's it's yes it's, it's more bayonetta which which i love so <laughs> yeah i'm like two or three chapters in and the, the combat is just bonkers with you controlling like these these demons yeah like that's like a major part of the game now is like you like actually taking control of these monsters and and having them fight with you and i feel like that doesn't it doesn't take away from the game like it, it doesn't fundamentally change the way that combat worked in, in bayonetta 2 or bayonetta 1 it, it really adds to it like i think it was such a cool addition and you can see how how ambitious platinum games was when they were making this game yeah um some parts look pretty ugly <laughs> to be honest but the game runs it runs pretty great like it's it's pretty smooth looking like it's pretty smooth running yeah um but i'm having so much fun with it i'm excited to i've been like it's been on my mind a lot i've been like thinking about playing it more than i've actually played it just because like I've been doing all these, you know, like little house projects and I yeah. keep getting distracted and <laughs> yep. never have time to just like sit down. Yep. So that's where I'm at. I do want to like really like just sit down and, and grind with this game for, for a few hours and just, yeah. just enjoy it because like you said, it's, it's over the top. It's ridiculous. It's fun. Just, it's, it's, it's kind of a good, it's right. It's, it's exactly what I needed after a plague tale. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just like, you don't really have to think about it much. Just no, mash some buttons, do some combos, kill some some humanoids. Yeah, humanoids, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's cool. Like, I I, I played it, I, I did play it on handheld. Um, yeah, I've only the, played it handheld so for far. The 30, yeah, for the 30 minutes I played. Uh, and you're right, it is, it is a little muddy. Like, I almost thought Bayonetta 2 looked a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I haven't played it on the TV yet, so I'll I'll see how that looks. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it looks I'm sure it looks better on the TV. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm excited to to dive into that, dive into to Mario and Rabbids, and then yeah, another game I need to God of War next week, man. I, I might hold off on God of War until I don't know, man. I, I really want to play that too. Like it reviews I, drop I Thursday. <laughs> Like, I, if we're talking about God of War for a second, I, you, you ran a poll on Twitter, like, about, like, the, mm-hmm. what people, what people thought their rankings were going to be, and of course, everyone was, like, 95 and above, like, I don't think it's going to be that, I think it's going to be, like, maybe 90 is the highest, like, 88, 87, 89, something like that. Anyways, yeah. I, I feel bad for any reviewer that doesn't give this game a 10 out of 10, because you already know people are, like, the fanboys are going to come out. <laughs> well, they're just biased. They're, oh, they're they're, <laughs> they're Xbox uh, Xbox Xbox. It's, it's not a real thing. <laughs> it's not a 
It's uh, it's gonna be interesting on Thursday. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting if this game gets like an eight out of ten by IGN. Oh my god, the the they'll, they'll probably get it. They'll probably get what? What did they give? Twenty eighteen God of War a ten out of ten, nine out of ten. I think, they, I think they did a ten. Okay, and like that's what all the people were kind of saying that have gotten early copies. Like it's you know it's God of War Part Two, God of War. You know it's like it doesn't blow you know it's not doing something drastically different which that's kind of a, mm-hmm. you know like the last of us or like the plague tale like they didn't do anything didn't. like astronomically different than the first one they just made it the made it better because it's a sequel it's a sequel you know it's not a new ip it's a sequel and that's okay like it doesn't i don't know I, i've already seen some stuff like about a week or so ago i'm like what yeah what it's... do you want from this game it's it's a ps4 cross-gen to ps5 game like it's not gonna be or i don't even know what you would want it to be i just want i just want more god of war i want more of the same just better combat yeah, unless better boss fights like an world an open world god of war like that's i don't know if i would even want that like i think it, i feel no, like I the, the hub is, the hub is really cool to explore so i, I don't know like the last of us had like that 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 city area where you could kind of travel on horseback which is really cool um so I, I don't know yeah i don't remember a lot of the first god of war yeah, i mean you get like to Amazing. that giant lake where like the uh the snake is the world serpent and like yeah oh you go changes. around the boat yeah lot. you go around the boat like it's like the hub like that little hub area mm-hmm. um was there a horse no i was talking about the last of us Oh, like oh, in The Last of Us Two, they have like the little hub area or like the little open area where you can explore and stuff like that. They, they did the same yeah. thing, like in, and I feel like a lot of like Sony games do that too. Um, like in Lost Legacies, uh, Uncharted, there was like the big hub area you go to. Um, you could explore a bunch of different things. I feel like oh, I feel like a sequels to a lot of these games, like that's the big thing. Like Gears Five had like the big kind of like open areas too, where you could explore. It's not quite four had that. Yeah, so it's not like quite open world, but it's like a giant area, and I and I, I appreciate that. I don't necessarily need every single game to go to go open world. They're uh, they're always like four chapters in. Yeah, so it's always like <laughs> it pretty is. early in the game where it's like, hey, here's like a you know, go do your go. Yeah, right, go screw off for a little bit. Yeah, know? go go do some go do some stuff, get some weapon upgrades and whatever. I wonder if it'll. I'm sure it'll have that. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure like it'll you'll go back to like that hub area again and and do some stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I am excited. I, I went, I booted up my PS4 for the first time in two years, uh, three Make years. Sure it's still working. Yeah, two years. Yeah, since The Last of Us Two, um, which I did. I played through that first opening act again. I don't know why I went back to it. I just did. Nice. Um, that game is still beautiful. Um. Yeah, I, I I wanted to make sure everything was good to go in case in case I get a day one so I can play it. But well, I'll be uh, be playing it on the PS5, so I'll, I'll report yeah, we'll my have, findings. Yeah, we'll have we'll have both the uh, we'll both talk consoles. about both versions because I have the base PS4, and that thing oh. was taken off when I was playing <laughs> Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> Um, Nick, you want to take yeah. a very quick break? I'm going to say um, goodnight to Kellen, and then we'll yep. get, jump into the news. Yep. yep. We'll be right back. 
Um, so we got some some not so good news over the weekend. Um, they announced that, or Henry Cavill announced that he will not be returning to the the Witcher series on Netflix um, after season three. He's going to be replaced by Liam Hemsworth going Liam. forward, and I am not happy because I I lo- I actually really like the the Witcher TV show. Um, yeah. And I feel like I mean the season one was a little muddy with with the whole jumping timeline thing. They didn't it wasn't like super it was it was, it was very hard to follow, um, unless you knew what exactly what was going on. Um, mm. But I thought season two was was really good, and I felt like he played Geralt like to a T. Like he played he did it, such it a perfect casting. Yeah, he did such a good job. Like I, I liked all the characters and stuff and. I, I just don't understand, you know, if they were to say, okay, hey, you know, because obviously he just signed, like, he's probably just signed, like, a big contract to play Superman again because he's, he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably where his where he's going to be at for, for quite a while. Um, so if it, there's, like, a ske- like a conflict of schedule or something like that, uh, which, which he also mentioned that he, I think he argued back and forth with the producers a little bit because he wanted to be, he wanted the show to follow more of like the books and games, and the show creators kind of wanted to do their own spin on on the on the series. So there's a little bit of conflict there. But yeah, um, how often does a like a like kind of a big series show replace the main character and it succeed and it succeeds? Like it's kind of oh, wild. Never. No, like no one's gonna watch. No one's gonna watch season four. Like I'll I'll watch it just to see like how he does, but like I just it just reboot reboot it at that point or or do something else or just just cancel it to say hey season three is it yeah and then do something else it's just so bizarre to me and it it just it, it makes no sense like it just it's gonna be so weird like I, I don't know the main character you know this this isn't replacing will smith's uh aunt and fresh prince of bel-air that that was weird back in the day but that's not the main character like that's this is like like he is he is Geralt. yeah like at this point like he is synonymous with Geralt, just like just like robbie robert Downey jr is synonymous with iron man i mean maybe not that caliber obviously but the same the same standpoint still stands where yeah, and like Iron Man, there's been like other. I think there's been like a, like you know Spider Man. There's different variations of Spider Man, whether it's like Miles or Peter Parker or whatever. But like to do the same series, like if they were to say, "Hey, season three is ending with with him," you know, we're gonna do another show, another Witcher show with Liam as playing as Geralt. But no, it's the same exact character in this series. Like, it's just very weird, very weird. Or like they could have Liam play like another Witcher. In a different time period or something. Yeah. Like, that's fine. And, and reboot it that way, but... Yeah. I think I think Henry Cavill could have fought for this more. Like, you know, with all, like, the DC stuff going on with him being Superman. I think he could have... I think he could have kept... Playing. He could have made it work. He could have made it work, but from what it sounds like, it sounds like a lot of the writers and the producers on that show just didn't care about the source material yeah and we're constantly constantly trying to put their own spin on it like you said 
and Henry's like super super passionate about the about the Witcher. He probably has more knowledge on on the books than, than they do. Yeah, and <laughs> that probably caused like a lot of conflict because you know I'm sure the writers didn't want Henry Cavill, an actor, you know, telling them how to write their show. But yeah. when he like if if he knows more about it than they do, and the the book is like if the book is written well, if if you know, the plots make sense, then follow the books. Like we, we saw how Game of Thrones had, like how, how that went down when, when they went off scripts. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like su- I, I'm super disappointed to be honest. Yeah. I, I really liked his portrayal of Geralt. Like I thought he just played it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I don't have a problem with, Liam necessarily like he he may do a good job but it, it's just weird to go it's into weird. season like if you were not like a, a knowledgeable viewer and you went from season three to season four you're like what the hell is <laughs> what, what, what happened to Geralt <laughs> you know who's this new who's this new character they've introduced who's this Walmart version of Geralt what is what is going on so I, it's very weird man I I, I don't like it and I, it sounds oh, like God. nobody's like. Obviously, I mean, even even if you don't like the show necessarily, it's like it's weird. It's just so bizarre that they would make sense. choose to continue it. Like, yeah, I, I wonder because they're still. I mean, they're still working on season three, so I, I wonder if this maybe changes things with all the backlash. I don't I feel know, like season man. three is gonna suck now. Yeah, I, you know, because that show is supposed to come out, I think, next year. Um, they've got a spinoff Witcher show coming, I think, next month, I believe. Um, next month? I think there's a, a Witcher show coming out next month. I, I think. In December. It's like a spinoff. Like a live-action spinoff. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong, but I, I thought that was the case. But, yeah, again, just super disappointing, super weird that they would just continue on without him. Like, I don't know. He He is the show, like... He's the main character. Like you can't just can't just replace him. Yeah, that's I I, I don't know. I, I would be curious to see if anything changes now that this has come out and, and all the backlash and stuff. Like yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, uh, Remini has came out and said you know Alan Wake is still um, set to come out twenty twenty three. We haven't really heard much since they revealed it back in I think May. Over uh, during the uh, the games fest, mm-hmm. um, so that that's awesome. Uh, they said that it's 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 getting close to being being finished. Um, they're they're obviously in, in full production. Uh, they they also kind of briefly mentioned like I didn't realize this, but they, there's two control projects in the works. One codenamed Condor and codenamed Heron. Um, Condor is a four player co op PVE title, which. I don't know, man. I I don't know. <laughs> like co-op, I love co-op, co-op, but it's it's such, especially when you get older, it's such a hard ask for people to, you know, to have so, different yeah. jobs and stuff like that. It's it's really hard. I mean, I know people. Some people can get together and, and have their game nights, but it's it's just really hard to get together anymore like that. Um, let alone just like playing multiplayer stuff by yourself. Yeah. Um, and then Codename Heron is like their, their bigger budget control game. Um, that's kind of in like the concept stage. So 
Cool. Um, yeah, they got a bunch of stuff in, in development. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Alamite too, especially now that it's more of like a survival horror kind of thing than than the first one was. So if yeah. that comes out next year, we're we're again we're eating real good with survival horror. <laughs> Dead Space, Resident Evil, yep. Silent Hill, Alan Wake, Callisto next month. I mean, yeah, Callisto. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. That's that's now next month. Yeah, yeah. Super hype. So that, Super that's hype awesome. That. Um, yeah. So so moving on to the next story, Phil Spencer has been doing a lot of interviews, and just a lot of information has been coming out. Yeah, like with all the. With all the acquisition stuff. Um, but it came to light that, that Microsoft is losing between $100 and $200 per uh, per console, per sale of, of each console. I'm assuming that's for the Series X. They're losing 200 bucks and maybe maybe losing 100 on the Series S. Yeah. And historically, Microsoft has never made a profit on the sales of their consoles. And, and most manufacturers don't. It's really only Nintendo that 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 makes a profit on each sale of a, yeah. of a console, and, yeah. and you know they've they've kind of always strived to do that. But yeah, it's just it's just interesting to hear that like even at this point, two years in, they're still losing money on on the sale of each of each console. Yeah, it's, it's so so such a strange strange thing. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, I guess with just the, the supply shortage and supply chain, all that issues, like, they haven't been able to, they probably haven't been able, because, like, you know, between, like, doing, like, revisions, like, the, the PS4, like, Slim, you know, all that stuff, PS5 Slim, whatever they're going to call it, mm-hmm. like, they, they, they'll, they'll go in there, they'll make minor, like, updates to their, to their console, you know, like, uh, Nintendo did it with their, you know, with the Switch, they had, like, the version 2, whatever, they had like the better battery and stuff like that, um. So they yeah. do make those like minor changes behind the scenes that they usually don't say anything, or or sometimes they do. It just kind of depends. Um. But yeah, I, I probably I, it's probably a lot to do with this, with this, just the supply issues. They haven't been able to get in there and reconfigure stuff. So I'd imagine whenever if there is like a slim version or an, or an Xbox Series X S or you know whatever, yeah. I, that that starts to get a little confusing. But you know if there's ever an iteration or something like that. I'd imagine they'd probably try to at least break even, but yeah, you're right. I mean, for the most part, like these consoles, you know, these the manufacturers don't make a lot of money or if any, they usually lose, you know, and that's when they, you know, stuff like game pass, you know, Xbox live, you know, controllers, peripherals, the games themselves like that. It makes up for the loss. Yeah. yeah you, you, someone buys a $500 Xbox, you know, you lose 200 bucks on it, and but then you're spending, 400 500 extra dollars on games and everything else like that that more than makes up for the for the loss so um that's just they just want you in the ecosystem and that's what microsoft wants they just want you in it and then you'll start you know buying stuff so makes sense but yeah Yeah. it it is like like you said like two years after they're still losing money it's it's crazy but i can see it yeah and keeping on xbox for a second i I know this isn't in here but uh I can't remember which interview it was in, but Phil Spencer said that it's likely that that game pa- the price of Game Pass would increase. Yep. At some point in you know the rel- the relatively near future. He was, and... he was kind of talking about everything too, like games potentially increasing, maybe console 
just want to get through yeah. like holiday season right now and then talk about that stuff later on. Right. And I, I would hate to see like the the price of the I don't I don't see the console the series not necessarily. I just don't see them doing that. But definitely like the games. I could see them pushing seventy, you know. Yeah, I guess I, I, yeah, pushing seventy probably increasing the price of Game Pass, which yeah. which sucks. I mean that I mean it, it's never it's never a good thing when when Game Pass or or when like subscription services increase their price. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, sit here and defend Xbox when Sony does the same thing, Netflix does the same thing. Like yeah. it, it's all dumb. I I understand it, I guess. You know, they're they're putting all of their first party titles on there and you know, maybe maybe the value will be higher in 2023 when yeah. you know, games like Starfield, games like Redfall, maybe Avowed, like the, the, those kind of games are coming to the to the service. Yeah. But if they were to do that right now, yeah, I, I don't think like, Yeah, I don't think it'd be very smart. Like like you said, like we'll we'll get through the holiday season and then they can start making some of those moves, but and, you know, game Pass is already, the ultimate's already 15 bucks a month, you know, it's getting up there. 20 bucks. Like they up to the 20. That's a lot of money for a monthly subscription. They're like, that would be one of the most expensive ones out there. Like most streaming yeah. ones are 10 bucks, five bucks, you know? So that's pretty expensive for, you know, for, for a monthly subscription. But like you said, once, once they start getting into their first, more, more first party games um you know he also mentioned that too in one of those interviews that they need more they need more <laughs> first party stuff which you know obviously we're you no, know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're scrapping over here for stuff so yeah i mean yeah 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 if it, it's if it was 20 bucks like like then you're doing the math like 20 bucks that's that's 60 dollars every three months that means i have to play a, a, an xbox game every three months to make up yeah, for what it would have cost to buy one, and it's like, okay, do I play? And do I play an Xbox game every three months? And I, I think I do. I think you do. Oh yeah, but yeah. you know, like the, the the more the more casual player might rethink that. Like, hey, like maybe I don't, maybe I don't need this service. Maybe yeah. I can just wait for games to go on sale. Like, yeah, especially especially right now where there's no first party exclusives. You know, right? It's like, yeah. okay, well, the last time I played an xbox first party game was halo or grounded halo I mean, and grounded just came yeah, out yeah. but you know so they yeah people started using that judgment and, and sure i mean they're, they're dropping stuff all the time on game pass that's definitely worth i think the you know the cost of a mission but you know someone's like hey you know i could you know i'm already playing you know maybe i play more on the playstation and those games are there i would just have to cop out 60 bucks or 50 bucks whatever they cost so yeah, yeah it's a tough selling i'd hate to see another service go up but you know it's the way of the world right now yeah everything's going up um well but but <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and read it yeah speaking of speaking of things going up uh playstation has actually lost 2 million PlayStation Plus subscribers in their fiscal, in their Q2 of their fiscal year. Yep. And that's Q3 of the calendar year. So that's, you know, July to September. So they lost 2 million subscribers 
and Harrison, I saw your TikTok on this earlier, but they 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 kind of blamed it on people going outside more. Yeah, it's during those months, which uh, you can't really blame that because you know the U.S. is only one part of the world. Yeah, on the other side, you know, I guess Australia, South America. Yeah, I mean, it's warmer. I, I don't know. You expect there, people. I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna say, hey, it's summertime, people are going outside more. Of course, like people aren't going to be playing in their games as much, you know, and and maybe decided to cancel their subscription because maybe there's just not enough out there. But come on, <laughs> like, then you should. That should be consistent with every single year, right? Yeah. It's like, well, like last year in, in our Q2 quarter subscriptions went down like, it, like, the, like down. i think like the last three quarters like their subscriptions have gone down so and again this is you know this yeah. you know xbox just came out and gave their numbers about game pass where they're they're still up on the up like on the up and up with game pass but it's kind of starting to, to stagnate a little bit because taper so many people have game pass now um mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, like, their quote-unquote excuse was for that. For But, I don't know, when you compare that to, like, okay, we've gotten, we we pretty much have the peak of what we can have with Game Pass versus, you know, Sony's just straight up losing $2 million. That's a little bit of a different story. So, I saw some people commenting about excuses and, and what's relevant and what isn't. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just... Is it because people are going outside, or maybe maybe the, the maybe the service just isn't great? You know, you're you're putting your your PlayStation One games behind a paywall, like the most expensive tier. I, I don't know. Mm. You know, I don't have that service. I haven't tried it out for myself. Um, but from what I tell, what I can tell is it's not super great. So. Yeah, to give to give specifics. Uh. Q4 of of last year, which is Q1, calendar year of Q1, whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> first of this year. That was the first year that it went down, and it went down by 600,000. And then going from Q4 to Q1, it went down by 100,000. And then from Q1 to Q2, it went down by that, uh, the 1.9 million. Okay. And, and that was going... Uh, uh, Essentially, going from forty-seven million to forty-five million, yeah, users, which is like that's still still a big number, but yeah. that's obviously uh, the biggest drop that they've that they've probably seen in the past few years, and you know, it's this, hard to say. This comes out, you know, right after their yeah you know, the revamp of the service, so maybe. You know, I don't know, people had that had the PlayStation, you know, they saw that, okay, hey, let me see what they have to offer now, and maybe it just wasn't worth it, so they just were like, oh, you know, I haven't really been using it, like, that much, let me just cancel it all together. You know, I, I don't know the exact reasons, obviously, but... Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, super interesting, because they, they sold more consoles this quarter than they did last quarter. Mm-hmm. Three, 3.3 million compared to 2.4... And that was up on the year before that. So I wonder where the where the difference is coming from. And it didn't. I, I thought I saw that 
most of the the canceled subscriptions were like on PS4 based users or PS4 users. Did I, I saw that? Too. Okay. So, I, I don't so know. maybe it's just it, it could be people just leaving the PlayStation ecosystem. Yeah, or or maybe they're just they just can't find a PS5 and they're just gonna hold you know just, just kind of cancel everything and just maybe you know resubscribe once they can actually find a PS5, which you know apparently they're more in production this year, so. Maybe those people will come back. Maybe you know, maybe people are just tired of the old system or something like that. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to tell, but um, that that could very well be the be the case as well. Yeah, yeah, that could be, that could, that could definitely be the case. Yeah, or I mean, or maybe all the, the Call of Duty news about <laughs> potentially leave it. You know, who knows? I mean, they're people are jumping ship or something like that. I, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Still, still and very just, interesting. And just to dive into their financials a little bit more, you, you know, I love this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think and, in Nintendo's in Nintendo's financial earnings coming up pretty soon. I think they're next week. Next week, okay. Sometime next week. Sweet. So, so I, w- I want to hear about Xenoblade. See how well that sold. I know. I, I want to see it like hit two or three million. I think yeah. that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, and then uh, our final. Um, story uh another another playstation story but it's on the up and up uh god of war 2018 has now sold uh, a little over 23 million copies um yeah i think it was just at like maybe 19 or or i think it was like 21 maybe 20 to 21 last year uh and then and then obviously the the release of the pc mm-hmm. version you know jumped the sales up to, to over 23 million so um is that now the highest selling ps3 game or PS4 game? Uh, yeah, I think so. Is it higher than Spider-Man? I feel like Spider-Man's got to be higher. Um, let I mean, me see if not. I can find it on here. I don't think so. I think... Yeah, Spider-Man might be between like 15 and 20. Wow. Million. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's awesome. I mean, God of War 2018 is obviously, you know, fantastic game. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to parse through this information i think yeah i think it's around 15 million for okay. uh for, for spider-man okay. um, wow yeah but yeah 25 million for for god of war oh my god that's that's pretty incredible yeah i it's such a i mean yeah i, I really hope ragnarok is, is really good um because mm-hmm. yeah i mean that that being one of their 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 biggest franchises not surprising. I mean, God of, God of War has always been like a good seller, and Kratos has always been like a mascot for PlayStation. So it's not surprising, right. but it's, at the same time, it's like, wow, to sell that many is is crazy. Yeah, and then just the, not the not last being thing a Nintendo franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. But the last the last part of this that I wanted to touch on was. Uh, this this quarter they sold six point seven million first party titles. That's like, you know, like Horizon, yeah, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Gran Turismo. Last quarter they sold, or the, the previous quarter, which was April to June, they sold six point six, and then back earlier this year they sold fourteen point five million. That was when Horizon Forbidden West and Gran Turismo launched. So that's okay. that's where the bulk of that came from. Okay. So I'm interested to see 
where that lies next quarter once once uh God of War Ragnarok is out and and, and accounted for. And I guess this quarter uh captured Last of Us Part One. So between yeah, I'm you know, curious to see it, how much that thing sold. Well it didn't sell over six point seven million. It probably sold like three to four million, you know, and, and the rest of it was probably made up of, of Horizon and Yeah. Spider Man. You think it sold at least three million? Oh, you think that's too high? I think it is. I think I'm thinking like maybe a million. You think maybe? So? Yeah. I, I, unless I'm wrong, like I, I I generally saw like majority of like negativity toward that game, like more well, so than I ever thought. I thought people would be. I mean, I'm sure that people are out there, and I mean, if you love if you just love the franchise and you want that special edition and all that good stuff, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get it, but. I, I, I mainly just saw negativity towards that thing, so I, I expected that thing to kind of, kind of take. I and just, also, like, Last of Us isn't a huge seller. Like, Last of Us Part Two sold ten million copies, ten million plus, probably at this point. But you know, yeah, it's weird. The last, like, they have like a list of all their franchises. The last reported figures for Last of for Part Two is is four million, but that was as of twenty twenty. And for some reason, they haven't reported on them since then. Whereas, oh. like, Horizon Zero Dawn, they reported 20 million as of 2021. So it's it's weird what they're choosing to report on. Yeah, to report on. I, I mean, I would think, I would have thought The Last of Us would have sold better than Horizon. But maybe that's just a more appealing game. Apparently not. Demon Souls sold 1.4 million. Returnal sold 0.56, but that was as of August 2021. Ratchet and Clank sold 1.1 as of July 2021. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would like to know the exact numbers for all their stuff, just just to know. Yeah. I wish they did it more like Nintendo. Nintendo has, at least at like at year end, they'll have exact numbers. Yeah. For like all of their all of their games or all of their like all of their first party titles. But yeah, yeah, I guess, kind of like speaking to to what we can expect for Nintendo, so like the games that it released in Q3 is what just Xenoblade or Xenoblade. Xenoblade, Live Alive. probably Splatoon. We'll get yeah, Splatoon. Um, Live Alive, probably. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably it, right? Those three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get more. We'll probably get numbers on Kirby to see if that's like the mm-hmm. highest selling Kirby game. Um, probably not Metroid Dread. <laughs> probably not. They're probably not, not until year ends. Yeah. Maybe unless it sold over three, then they'll then they'll push it. Um, which I mean, it has to by now, right? I mean, it was on it was sale like for two point nine four million. It was on so sale close. recently for like forty five bucks. So like, come on, it's it's got to be. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why three million is like the number I wanted so bad. <laughs> I, I just want another one. It's really what it is. But yeah, it, it is what it is. They'll do another one. Yeah, I think I think they will. Um, 
Any any more numbers for uh, PlayStation stuff? Um, aside from there, actually, no, not not really. Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Okay. In here, it's weird. It's weird parsing through Sony's financial statements because they have like music. Yeah, it is. <laughs> other other. Yeah, you know, there's subsidiaries in there, but yeah, that's it's kind of the, the long and short of it. Sweet. Well, I think it's I think it's got leaked that the the Last of Us show comes out in January, so that's that's exciting. That's a lot sooner than I thought. That's, yeah, that's I'm pretty hyped for it. Yeah, I'm pretty it's I'm pretty really excited good. to see that. Um, see how they do with that with that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- which, I think it'll turn out really well. Yeah, I mean, Naughty Dog is like co-producing it, right, or co-writing it, so something like that. I think they'll, yeah, I think they'll do. I, I just don't want it to be like a, a play for play by for like the first game. Like I want it to be like a little bit different, but you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that is going to. Oh, Nick, God of War is out next Tuesday. Is that a day one for you? That is okay. Yeah, I think it's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? It's the eighth, right? And right, is, is that Tuesday or Wednesday? It's Tuesday. If it's Tuesday. That's that's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's traditional. It's, oh, it's going yeah. back to the traditional Tuesdays. Back to like Modern Warfare Three, yeah. twenty eleven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I, I mean, I obviously I, reviews. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll push you either way. But. Yeah, we'll we'll know Thursday the reviews. Um, so we won't obviously we record the podcast on Mondays, so we won't have any um, you know, thoughts about the game yet, obviously, but. Uh, that following week, we definitely, definitely will. So, um, yeah, I think Wait, that's. No, it, it, oh, sorry. Sorry, I think I think it comes out on the ninth. Is it the ninth? Yeah, because a I Wednesday. Was my birthday. Yeah, it's it's the ninth. Weird. It's okay. Yeah. Very weird. I think I think initially they wanted to avoid. Uh, shit. Um. Starfield, which was coming out eleven eleven. Okay. So it probably would have come out then, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they did Wednesday. When, when do you when do you think we'll get the next state of play? Because it's rumored that we were supposed to have one like in the last couple of weeks, but they didn't want to give any fire to <laughs> to the Activision Blizzard deal. Yeah. Which is such know, it's such a Sony move to do that, by the way. But yeah. Right. All the exclusive content they had lined up. Yeah. I mean maybe but actually I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say not till not till twenty twenty three. Probably January or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I would figure. I've I figured they may they may have something at the game awards, something big there, like Spider Man showing off that or maybe the gameplay for the Wolverine or something. Yeah, we yeah. probably won't hear anything else in regards to a state of play until until the end, until next year. <laughs> yeah, they're they're holding their cards close to their chest for now. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the show. Everyone, appreciate everyone that's been uh, been listening. Uh, if you can uh, leave us a nice review or a bad review on Apple Podcasts and uh, your other favorite streaming platforms for for podcasts, that would be um, most helpful. That would be much appreciated. Um, Nick, where can they uh, follow us on everywhere else? Social stuff. 
Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at w at gaming wt bros. We're on there. We tweet. Uh, if you want to follow us on TikTok at gaming with the bros cast. If you want to send us any emails, ask us any questions that we'll answer live on the air. You can email us at gaming with the bros at yahoo.com. And lastly, we're also on Instagram, gaming with the bros cast. It's all, all, all in the description. So yeah, yeah, all, all in the description. So check it out. Um, but we will see you guys. We'll have you know more impressions on Mario and Rabbids. Nick, I know you're probably going to dive into that more a little bit more. Um, yep. I'll probably crack that open eventually this week. Um, definitely more Bayonetta three, of course. And then you know whatever whatever else God we can. War. Yeah, and then God of War next week. All right, we will see you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.